Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the hard-to-reach place where you can find the secrets to David Copperfield's mind-blowing illusions and a giant magnetic tunnel that may be surrounding the Earth. We'll also answer a listener question about why marine mammals have horizontal tails and fishes have vertical tails, with help from zoologist Michelle Jewell. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Yesterday, the world-renowned performer David Copperfield told us about how magicians were responsible for a lot of the technological breakthroughs that we take for granted today. And today, he's going to tell us about the very strange place where you can find all of his secrets— as long as you've got the right equipment. David Copperfield is probably the best-known stage magician today. He's won Emmy Awards and holds world records. His face is on postage stamps. And the U.S. Library of Congress literally named him a living legend. And the secrets to his legendary illusions are out there. But they're somewhere that's pretty hard to access. Apparently, some of your secrets are on the moon. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, there's the Arch Mission Project, which is a, a group of people who are really smart who are able to make not microfiche, but nanofiche. They can actually etch pictures and drawings and text into discs on uh, nickel. And nickel is going to last beyond all of us. Nickel is pretty uh, amazing properties. And with a microscope, you can see all these texts. All of Wikipedia is on these things. Imagine all of Wikipedia. Uh, all my secrets are put on these discs. They went on a lander that went towards the moon and landed on the moon. It crash landed on the moon. Um, so it wasn't the best landing. But remember, these objects are, you know, you can't hurt them. You know, you, they'll last forever. So they did not get destroyed at all. Uh, so it was a kind of a crash landing. Later this year, uh, they, they are going to redo it again. Hopefully, a softer landing so you can find it. But my items are on the moon, and all my secrets and how to how to do everything I do. And it's an amazing feeling to walk outside and look at the moon, you know, and say stuff that I touched, stuff that I thought about, stuff that I created is literally on that amazing object. It's an amazing feeling. For me. So if, if anyone wants to know all your secrets, all they need is a microscope and a rocket ship and then they're good. That's it. And land soft and uh, maybe one of those metal, you know, detectors that on the beach. That, you know. Yeah. That's all you need. Give us a call when you found those secrets, will you? Again, that was the legendary David Copperfield. And you can find a link to his new book, David Copperfield's History of Magic, in today's show notes. If you could see in radio waves, the whole world would look very different, including the night sky. In addition to small twinkles of starlight, you would be able to see two spectacular structures, the fan region and the North Polar Spur. And now, a team of Canadian scientists have proposed a compelling case that these two structures are part of a giant radio wave tunnel that surrounds the Earth. In the radio wave spectrum, the fan region and North Polar Spur are hard to miss. Together, they'd take up almost the entire sky. If you don't know what these things are, don't worry. Scientists don't really either. They just know that they're really huge magnetic structures that can be seen through radio telescopes. If you could see in radio wavelengths, here's what they'd look like. Looking up at the bright streak of the Milky Way running down the center of the sky, you'd see the fan region fanning out of the end of the Milky Way like a fishtail. 
The North Polar Spur is similarly named. It forms a sharp spur that curls out of the center of the Milky Way. In astronomical terms, the North Polar Spur and the Fan region are relatively close, about 350 light years away from us. I mean, that's still pretty far. But the section of the galaxy that we're in is about 3,500 light years across. And we're about 26,000 light years away from the galaxy's center. So these structures are basically in our celestial backyard. So what's this tunnel I'm talking about? Well, it turns out that both of these structures snake directly toward us, enveloping our planet in a literal magnetic tunnel. Scientists think that the tunnel surrounds not only the Earth, but also our solar system and our local bubble. This theory also explains a long-standing mystery about the North Polar Spur. The higher latitude portion of the structure is closer to us than the lower latitude portion. That would make sense if we were looking at the structure as a tunnel that we were passing through. The research team hopes that this new work will shed light on the various magnetic structures that can form in the galaxy. Either way, it shows that there are many strange and beautiful structures in the universe, both far away and close by. We got a listener question from Raymond in Norwalk, California, who asks, Why do aquatic mammals, like whales, dolphins, seals, sea lions, and walruses, have flukes, while fishes have vertically oriented tails? To get the answer, I talked to Michelle Jewell, a zoologist who recently appeared on Shark Week. You can see her on The Spawn of El Diablo on Discovery+. Plus. First, I asked her for a basic definition. Maybe the first question is, what is a fluke? And then you can answer the rest of the question. Okay, yeah. So a fluke is the, you know, the whale tail, the characteristic kind of heart-shaped thing at the back of a marine mammal that propels it forward. And within the case of whales, that's mostly just fat and connective tissue. There's actually no bone in there. It's a really wobbly, jello-y type of thing. And then in the case of sea lions or seals, that's an actual like appendage type thing, which does have bones in it really similar to our hands and our feet. Cool. Awesome. And those are horizontal while yes. fish tails are vertical. So what's going on there? The short and sweet answer to this is our spines move in different directions. And the reason our spines move in different directions is because we come from different evolutionary backgrounds. So fish spines are more snake-like. They move in that S shape. So that means if you think about a snake moving through the water, that their tail, makes sense, would go backwards and forth. Our spines as mammals are all roughly the same. You know, if you take our spine and you look at a whale spine, they're very similar. And our spines move up and down. So in the same way that when we get in the ocean, we kick our feet up and down, whales have the same type of spine structure. They go up and down too. And that's because we share a common ancestry with mammals. What I love about this question is it, it goes back to this idea of evolution as tinkering. You know, evolution just deals with what it has to try and create structures that work best in the environment that they've been plunked into. And in the case of marine mammals, which are re-evolving back into the water, they're using these land mammal legs and land mammal type of spine structures to then create something that can push them through the water just as, as good as a fish can push itself through the water. That's awesome. Yeah. When I first learned this, I was completely floored that whales and marine mammals actually did evolve from 
animals on land. They went back in the water, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we came out. We we you know took over the land for a little while after dinosaurs, and then we thought, you know what? I can go back. I'm going back in. <laughs> and basically, as as my friend Chuck put it on Twitter the other day, that we've been trying to become you know shark shaped all over again. You know, as soon as we hit the water, we're trying to turn into a shark again. Uh, and that's what marine mammals have basically been doing for millions and millions of years. Right. Oh, please explain that. Because, yeah, you're right. I saw that thing on Twitter that you, yeah. that you posted about how, yeah, sharks and dolphins look a lot alike. And there's yeah. like a reason for that, right? Yeah. yeah. So this idea of convergent evolution. So you have the same ocean, the same pressures, the same struggle to survive. And because of that, there are similar structures that outperform other structures so that's why you have dolphins and sharks have really similar forms, even though they obviously don't have anything, you know, related to each other. They're completely different species and completely different trees, completely different branches. But they're, they're, they're converging on that same ideal shape, that same ideal form to be a really top performing apex predator in that type of water environment. So they come up with the same type of shape. So it's it's sort of like butterfly wings and bird wings. Like they both work. They work in the air. They look similar, yeah. but they're from different exactly. places. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, it's one of these really cool mixes of, again, with evolution and tinkering, we have a similar environment. You know, there are certain baselines. You know, water is water, air is air. How you move yourself through these things have certain physical properties to it that make some shapes way better than other shapes. And through the process of natural selection and trying and failing and trying and failing, animals will come up with the exact same shapes that work best in those environments. Evolution is so cool. Thanks for your question, Raymond. And thanks for such a fascinating answer, Michelle. Again, that was Michelle Jewell, a zoologist who recently appeared on Shark Week's The Spawn of El Diablo. You can find a link to that in the show notes. Before we recap what we learned today, I just want to quickly remind you that today and tomorrow, Ashley and I are co-moderating expert panels on cutting-edge emerging technologies as part of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Now, we're not going to be in Las Vegas, neither are a lot of people because of, you know, the pandemic, but we are going to be hosting these panels remotely from the safety of our own homes, and we are very excited about them. So check today's show notes for links to learn more about all of these panels and, of course, live stream them so you can join in the fun or just follow Ashley and me on social media because that's pretty much all we're going to be talking about or thinking about today and tomorrow. But right now, let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that all of David Copperfield's secrets can be found on the moon. In a partnership with the Arch Mission Foundation, David had all of his secrets engraved in nickel-based nanofiche and launched toward the moon. Unfortunately, the craft crash-landed and probably spilled its contents on the moon's surface, so you might need a metal detector to find these secrets. But they're there. And by the way, if you remember a craft crashing on the moon in the last few years, this craft was the Beresheet Lunar Lander, and it was the first privately funded lunar lander to attempt a moon landing. And in addition to Copperfield secrets, the lander also spilled DNA samples and dehydrated tardigrades. Tardigrades are extremophiles, and they can thrive in a range of extreme environments, so it's possible that they're up there living their best lives and probably doing magic tricks. I mean, you got to assume. Although we did do a story last year about those tardigrades, kind of indirectly, researchers created an experiment where they shot tardigrades out of guns to see what kind of impact they could withstand. 
and they could not withstand an impact that would have been less violent than the impact of crash landing on the moon. So, yeah, because that that lander hit pretty hard. But I'm still holding out hope. I just like the idea of tardigrades doing stage illusions on the moon. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You know, maybe they landed on a really soft pillow. I don't. It's it doesn't matter. It's anything's possible, right? We've talked about weirder things in this show. Just saying. I mean, maybe they were packed really well. Right. Bubble wrap? Moving blankets. How much bubble wrap would it have taken? <laughs> I don't know if scientists shot the tardigrades out of guns into bubble wrap, but uh, yeah, who knows? We got to do that research. I am being flippant. And for the record, I kind of doubt the bubble wrap could have stopped that. I'm just saying. <laughs> we also learned that scientists think that our planet, Earth, and our solar system and our local area of the galaxy is surrounded by a magnetic tunnel created by two radio wave structures, the fan region and the North Polar Spur. This would explain a mystery about why parts of these structures seem to be closer to us than others. They're literally reaching out toward our planet. It's amazing how many things in the night sky are invisible to the naked eye. And we also learned that fish have vertical tails and marine mammals have horizontal tails because they come from different branches of the evolutionary tree. Fish have backbones that move from side to side like a snake, while marine mammals evolved from land animals and had to adapt backbones and limbs that worked on land to be able to swim in the water. These are examples of convergent evolution, where the same structure forms in two unrelated groups because it works really well in their shared environment. And of course, we would be remiss to not mention the legendary sea bishop or bishop fish, which is a type of sea monster reported in the 16th century. That fish almost certainly moves diagonally. It's a little chess joke for the chess people out there. Today's writers were Brianna Brownell and Ashley Hamer. Curiosity Daily is distributed by Discovery. Join us again next time to learn something new in just a few minutes. You don't need to go to the moon to find us. You don't need to crash land anywhere. And you don't need to do it from inside a giant magnetic tunnel. Although, chances are, that's probably what you'll do. And until then, stay curious. 